The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. The book of 1 Samuel opens with details about the final two judges in Israel, Eli and Samuel. The book closes after the anointing of the first two kings of the nation. Though from chapter 9 through the end of 1 Samuel, Saul reigns as king, midway through, Yahweh has made clear that David would sit on the throne. He sent Samuel with a horn of oil to do the anointing. Hear now God's word, inspired, holy, inerrant, and infallible, in 1 Samuel 16, verses 11 through 13. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are these all the children? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, and behold, he is tending the sheep. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with beautiful eyes, and a handsome appearance. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. As chapter 16 opens, Yahweh tells Samuel that Saul has been rejected as king and the Lord has selected a king for himself from the sons of Jesse. This king would be a man after God's own heart. As Samuel saw Jesse's eldest son, he took one glance at him and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But God said not to look at the outward appearance. That's what man is inclined to do. But the Lord looks at the heart. After all of Jesse's sons passed by, none were chosen by the Lord to be king, which brings us to our text. Interestingly, though the Lord looks at the heart and outward appearance isn't the determining factor, David is described as one who was ruddy, had beautiful eyes, and a handsome appearance. A few verses later, verse 18, we read that he was a skillful musician, a mighty man of valor, a warrior, one prudent in speech. And again, we read, a handsome man. In our day, we might say David was a stud. And though on that day, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, empowered from that day forward for the God-given task of ruling as king, it would be years before he sat on the throne. This great king would have to endure suffering and shame before glory. David becoming king was a fulfillment of what Israel prophesied about Judah on his deathbed in Genesis 49, a fulfillment. But it also pointed to the full and final fulfillment in the greater David, Jesus Christ. Like David, 
After Christ was anointed for his task, he endured suffering and shame before the glory of his resurrection and ascension to the right hand of the Father. In Christ, our road will also be one of suffering and shame. But with Paul we declare, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.